Scarves and Spikes. Has not disappointed. It is another episode of Scarves and Spikes, episode 40. If you're keeping track, wow. same age as Tommy. Oh, no, I knew you were going to do that. Oh, no. I, so, the podcast uh, back hurts. I know, man. It, it's, look, we're carrying a lot on the shoulders here. Things are going. Sydney's cut his beard off for some reason. I, I know. You got this. We were talking about it before. Like, I decided to cut it off for now. It might, might make him return in the winter, but we'll see. But, yeah, you, um, need it, you need it for this this cold Georgia winter. Yeah. Fall starts <laughs> in like 10 days. Like we're almost to winter. Yeah. It's weird. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, uh, we got a big show coming up, don't we? Yeah. How you guys doing? Yeah. Doing well. Doing well. I, excited for I, Saturday. I have to pack I my suitcase after I get off this. Yep. Yeah, I know. You, you're coming to town, uh, making you an appearance. And I think we'll be all getting together before the match. I, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But uh, Tyler, what do we got today? We have a ton. Um, first of all, thank you guys so much. I see a ton of people in the chat, uh, hair and heads. Yeah, we come in peace. I appreciate you guys for popping in for sure. It's going to be fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys are going to be at the the bins this weekend, but if you are, we'd love to see you. Um, but yeah, so we got we got a <laughs> we got a busy show. We have mm-hmm. an interview with Nick Firmino. From Atlanta United, we have an interview with Felipe Cardenas from The Athletic. Two interviews. Two interviews. Wow. We have a giveaway from Carmen and Diego with a set of stickers that are either either way, they're going to be fitting for whatever happens this Saturday. Either this is fine, y'all it's fine <laughs> while everything's burning <laughs> down, or engine number 17 back on track. So uh, that'll come little little closer to the end of the show but if you're listening to the podcast after the fact that's all the more reason to watch because yeah you miss giveaways like this um we'll try we'll try to give you guys some love down the road but yes that's again another reason to watch every wednesday night 7 p.m absolutely and also if if you are here watching live comment um just comment give us something to talk about That'll get you an entry into this giveaway for the Carmen and Diego stickers. So all you got to do is, is show us some love in the chat and you'll you'll be entered to win. You'll get to see Tommy's Wheel of Fortune later on in the show. Tommy is ready. the entries ready right now as we speak. Yeah. I hope people don't have long names. It's just more to type. <laughs> <laughs> just put initials in that case. What a big weekend, though. Like We, we haven't seen Atlanta United soccer and you know a, a few weeks it ended okay you know it, it ended with a, a very entertaining game i guess and and now you you get you get the circus and then you after that you know following that you, you got the falcons who you know they've got a big vibe they had a big win over the weekend and now they're they're still at home so that's that's huge it's just gonna be a fun weekend overall so if, if you see me come say hi yeah it, it really will be i mean 70,000 fans in attendance, probably... Probably closer yeah. to 75. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the match yeah. or the stadium has been 
full capacity several times this year, but I imagine every seat will be filled, if not 90, 95% of the seats filled on Saturday, just because Messi is the draw, obviously, for many neutrals. But at the same time, it's going to be quite a match. Um, Atlanta United really need this match to maintain their playoff run. I mean, they're pretty safe in the playoff places right now, but um, Miami will be kind of desperate to continue their run of form, really rich run of form that they're in right now. And it looks like Messi is playing. He did play against Bolivia, and he was still with the team, but he flew back to Miami instead of Buenos Aires. So he is with Miami, I believe, right now as we speak, and all sides are pointing to him playing on Saturday, which is incredible to think about. So, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that with Felipe, of course. And I yeah, give you our predictions, kind of a heat check on how we both feel, all three of us feel about the match. And, yeah, it should be a really exciting weekend at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Hopefully a three-point weekend for Mercedes for Atlanta United. But, yeah, looking real quick, personally. Yeah, and, like, so he felt something in the first game, right? Like, so Messi goes off international duty. He feels something. And he gets taken out a little bit early, right? That that was the, the story. Yep. And then he just sits out. Is there a chance that he just... I, I, you figure he probably does play. But is, you think there's a chance they just rest him more? No. Uh, no, I, I think he'll play. I think he'll play. I think Tata Martino realizes the importance of this match. Oh, by the way, Tata's coming back. And Joseph, by the way. Um, yeah. So I think he realizes the importance of the, this match. So I would say that Messi does play. Maybe he Darn. comes in as a substitute at the very least, but I think he is playing. So I don't think that he would rest this match, especially after having played against Bolivia. So he'll be well-rested pretty much and should be a very interesting Actually, match. Actually, his longest rest... Uh, that he's had since joining Inter Miami, believe it or not. So we got that going for us, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so quick things, real quick. Um, we, because this is such a big match, this is probably going to be the closest thing to a packed-out Mercedes-Benz Stadium since 2018 MLS Cup. We're going to be, all of us, all three of us, in and around the Benz, Saturday afternoon, Saturday going into the match. We'll be at the supporters tailgate. We'll be at the backyard. We'll be set up uh, right in the backyard, kind of a few hours before the match, hanging out. Um, we'll be there with the backyardigans. We'll also be hanging out with the Atlanta United fan TV folks. So we're, we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be all over the place. Yeah. Come say hello. Yeah, come say we'll howdy. We'll love to meet you in person. May have yeah. some stuff to give away. Yeah, we've met some of you in person, but we love to meet as many people as we can in person. So definitely be able to look out for us, like Tyler said, supporters mm -hmm. section or supporters tailgate. Uh, I'll be there. The backyard. Tommy will be there from Ohio making an appearance. I mean, that's worth it right there to come see us just to meet Tommy. Um, <laughs> but supporter uh, section. I've never done that before. This is like I'm a virgin to this. So like I've heard like you're going to get beer thrown on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like this, I, it's probably just like going to a water park, right? Like, just yep. you just expect to get other people's 
stuff on you. Like that's just yeah. what I, I feel like it's going to be in the in the supporter section. But follow us on Twitter. I mean, if you're listening to us, you probably already do. We'll kind of tweet our updates on where we are. And Instagram. Um, and Instagram. Yeah, we'll we'll post there so so you can keep an eye and and then try to come find us. We're just talking. We'll probably roll up there around like one or something like that. So well before the match. So yes, again, come say hi to us. Like Tommy said, follow us on our socials. And we'll kind of give you a scoop as to where we will be. But so really quick, we have um, before we dive into the the two, I guess, main parts of the show. uh, I'm going to because there's a lot of folks in the chat really quick. Daniel. Can Saba and Sonda help Atlanta and change the result from the last result versus Miami? I'm going to let Felipe Cardenas answer that for you once you see his interview. So, um, because we we talked in length about what the the summer transfer window has done for Atlanta since the last time they played Miami in the League's Cup. Um, Heron heads the Inter Miami podcast saying, "Is Miles Robinson expected to play after participating in the game last night versus Oman?" Yes. This I think Pineda came out today and said that this squad is expected to be pretty much full strength starting eleven. So. Miles Robinson is absolutely a part of that. He'll, 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 I'm sure he'll be starting. If he doesn't, then yeah, there's probably an underlying issue that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, Underlining um, loss. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have Um, him. Yeah. Real quick, Ariel asking, uh, what's current, current regular MLS attendance record that was at the Rose Bowl earlier this year? 82,100. It won't be broken. (laughs) It won't be broken here. Not, not, not this time. Unless you have people sit on other people's laps, then maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if um, got a lot of questions um, right off the bat. I don't know if you want to leave a lot of those until later um, or just hop into the Felipe interview. Yeah. You guys, or, well, we'll, we'll do the Nick one first. We're going to do Nick Firmino first. Uh, you guys, by all means, keep chatting, keep throwing them out there because we're going to hit on comments as we go through mm-hmm. the show. Uh, but you got Nick Firmino for a little bit of time. Then we'll come back and we'll chat with you guys. And then it will be. Felipe for a little bit and we'll hit on any comments you guys have from his and then we'll get into the actual conversation about Miami and Atlanta and whatever the heck else is going on this weekend so yeah you guys tried to get me too in that interview you guys tried to trick me (laughs) I can't wait to be able to see it Yeah, so um, you just he 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 gave me the eyes, the Nick Firmino eyes, where they were just staring at me, and like I figured, like there was just gonna be like some answer that I never mind. You listen, and then yeah, we'll talk so, about it. Yes, yeah, so I was. I it was recorded. I wasn't able to sit in on this, but yeah, here's Tyler and Tommy with Nick Firmino. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Last time we talked, uh, we did an article on Dirty South Soccer. That, that covered you really quickly. Just wanted to kind of ask you because that was an important match with Jack and everything. How did, how, how was that seeing him again? It was, it was good. You know, obviously we didn't come out with the win, which is what we wanted, but, you know, I feel like it was a, I'd say an emotional game for, you know, a lot of people on the field, a lot of people on the field played for Jack, you know, obviously Jack coming back and, you know, it was fitting that we played at the training ground, which is, you know, yeah. he spent most of his time, Yep. Um, you know, and I thought uh, we played well in that game up until, you know, probably 10 minutes into the second half. And then, you know, they just came in and, you know, they were better than us in the second half. But, um, yeah, I would say an emotional game. Yeah. 
No, totally understand. I remember I know it was chaotic too with the moving back to the training ground. Yeah, that was that. weird. That was wild. That was wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we got a we got a, a handful of questions. Some of these are from our, our Discord people, uh, mm -hmm. people that obviously are watching you guys all the time. Some of them are from us, but they're all just kind of just fun questions. Let everybody get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so you started with New England. Yes. Um, then obviously you, you went to, you went to a handful of places, but you went to Tulsa. What made you, or I, if you had a say in it, what about Atlanta drew you or was there anything specific? Did you have any kind of connection, any kind of ties to Atlanta before, or was it just kind of like an out of the blue thing? Well, not really. Um, you know, my agent has, has a good connection here. Um, I didn't really know much about the team, the city, the area, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad it, it worked out the way it did, you know, and, and I've enjoyed it so far on and off the field. And, you know, hopefully, um, you know, there's many years to come. You had a dream start to your MLS career. I mean, I don't think you could have anything better. You come in 94th minute, score the tying goal. Yeah. What was that experience like? It was unreal. Um, you know, I don't think I could have, you know, imagined a better debut which is crazy. And the fact that it was at home as well. Um, I could have made my debut because I dressed for the game against Columbus, I think, early on in the year, away at Columbus. Um, you know, but I'm glad I didn't. Then I wasn't glad I didn't, you know. But yeah, when I yeah when I um, ended up going in at the Benz and, and tying that game, which was also a huge point, you know, at that point in the season. Um, you know, if we lost that game, it would have been, um, been tough. That was an important point. And, you know, I just want to keep building on that. But, uh, yeah, it was – I just couldn't believe it, really. So, it's it's funny you bring up Columbus. And, Tommy, I think you're just, like, chomping at the bit to say it. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them, tell them where you're from. Uh, I actually oh, – I'm Columbus in big Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm from Ohio, so I'm in Cleveland oh, yeah. up here. So, that was – that was we, we drove down for that game. Okay. And just seeing everybody out – and it was like, oh, th this game, it just felt like it was never going to end. So I, I can't imagine you just sitting there watching the score go up and going. Yeah. No, yeah, it did feel like it wasn't going to end. You know, they, they were on their day that day, to be fair. Um, you know, we were missing a few key players and, you know, that's what happens. But, um, but yeah, I didn't know you were from, uh, from Ohio. So yeah, you weren't happy, uh, though. You weren't happy that they won. Oh no, no. Okay, I mean, look, okay, you see these you back here. No, no, no. There you go. As long as you're okay. As long as you're with us. Oh yeah. He, oh, yeah. He, he's a good guy. He's he's definitely a good guy. There we go. Some days. So, <laughs> I know you kind of mentioned it um to me in that article that we did, but for, for those maybe just a little bit of a recap, and it's been about a month and a half since we had that conversation. But did the coaching staff really talk to you? before the New York City match in terms of like saying, you know, there's a good chance you'll get minutes or just kind of be ready or what did they say? And if they said anything at all, what, what kind of specifically was it? It was a more so of a, you know, be ready if you're, if you're called conversation, you know, um, you know, Gonzo told me I've been doing well with the second team and, you know, they've, they've been noticing, they've been taking note of that. And that whether you go in or not tomorrow, this is the day before the game. So whether you go in or not tomorrow, you know, just know you're you're here because you deserve it. But um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play or you're not going to play. You know, just be ready if if we need you. Um, try to make an impact. You know, that's what I try to do. So that happens, and 
everybody went crazy, right? So on our we, we do a post game spaces after every Land United game. So if yeah. it's if everyone's winning, everybody's you know high on on life and wants to talk about it. Yeah. They lose, they're down, they want to complain. But one thing that they've been they were talking about pretty much all season because we talk about the twos during that was Nick Firmino and when are we going to bring him on full time? And yeah. our spaces that night was just filled with sign Nick Firmino. He's got to come here full time. So that you're constantly brought up there, and you know I, I'm sure after the season it's going to be a full on campaign to get you up here full time. Yeah, we appreciate that. You know, showing love to the tooth. Um, but yeah, um, that's obviously the goal. That's goal for for any player. You know, at Atlanta United. You know, whether you're on the U13s or you know the second team is is to get to the first team and affect it. Um, and you know, I've just tried to do my best since the season started. Um, you know, to make a case for myself to to be in the discussion at the end of the year. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. I want to finish strong. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, everything will will happen the way it's supposed to happen when, when it's all said and done. What kind of – what switch got flipped that's just kind of done it this season for you? Um, I wouldn't call it really a switch. Um, I will say just consistent hard work over the years, you know. Um, if you're consistent in what you do, work on your craft every day, you know, dedicate yourself to something. You know, at some point, it's going to all click. You know, it doesn't just really just happen. Um, sometimes you go through hard seasons and you go to places where, you know, um, maybe it didn't work out for you. But, you know, when, when things start flowing and you get that confidence, you know, you, you never look back. You just you just keep going. Well, you've been in Atlanta for a year now, just a little over a year. Yeah. Grew up in Boston. What's the biggest difference in city life? Um, definitely the weather. You know, but city life, I would say, you know, I like the weather here a lot better than, than Boston. Um, I don't know. I would say, you know, that Southern hospitality really is a thing, I would say, you know. Up north, we really don't care about, you know, what anybody else is doing. And, you know, I can't say I I do, you know, and I'm up there very cold, very, you know, I'm doing my thing, you're doing yours. Here, everybody's a bit more friendly, you know. I mean, I, I come down to Atlanta all the time and just... It's so different. Like people, it is. It's hard I'm to explain if, if you haven't been up north. It really is. Right. Yeah. yeah. It it just seems like everybody's just everybody just wants to talk more. Uh, yeah. Conversations and at least up north, everybody just wants to be left alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's well put. Well said. So to piggyback on that, talk to us a little bit about your family because from Brazil, then you you moved to Boston, but kind of take yeah. take everybody through, in your own words here, like. You know, what got you into soccer? What your family life? Like, what what kind of motivates you? Um, yeah, my family is my motivation. You know, it will forever be my motivation. Um, I got into soccer because my dad loved it. Um, you know, his dream was also to be a, a professional soccer player, you know. But unfortunately, he, he couldn't um, become one. And, you know, so he, he kind of lives his dream through me, which is even more of a – even a bigger reason for me to – you know, try to push on and, and be the best player I can be and get to the highest level that I can get to. Um, and, and yeah, so setting an example for my for my little brother, you know, which is I only have one little brother. He's he's 16 now. So, you know, and he plays as well. So, you know, that's good. And just make my mom proud, you know. That's all. Where does uh, – what what name do we need to be looking out for? Other other Firmino, younger brother? Oh, Lucas. Firmino. Lucas Firmino. Where, where's he? Is he playing like – Academy or anything, or he's what, in, what? yeah, he's playing high school soccer right now. Okay, sweet, awesome. Yeah. 
locally here or is he still up in no he's in boston still okay yeah keep an eye out for him <laughs> so during your fun time the team's fun time your fun time what do you guys do um good question i usually hang out with you know most of the guys tony kareem you know centeno um we like to go out and do different things man um the summer, a lot of lake, pool, you know, just chill, cookouts, stuff like that. I like spending time with my family, but unfortunately, they're, you know, they're all the way in Boston. I have seen them a couple times. Um, but yeah, we just like to, to chill out, just hang around each other, really. Well, away from the away from the soccer and the training and stuff like that. It's, it's good to get your mind off that for a little bit. You guys play FIFA? Yes, we do, actually. We do Who's the best? I'm being biased, me, but if I'm being honest, <laughs> I'm being honest, it's uh, Centeno. Eric. Eric's the best. At least, well, Centeno's one of those guys that likes to try to do some FIFA stuff on the field, too. Yeah, yeah, that's how he plays. He plays the same way on FIFA, and it's annoying. <laughs> we just use, uh, we use Real Madrid and get Vinny down the wing and start. <laughs> He's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, all right, you mentioned the lake and the pool. What lake? Because there's a handful around here, but um, I'm assuming. Uh, what's Lanier? it called? It's, it's like the main. What is it? We say it again. Lanier. Yeah, Lanier. We've been to Lanier. We've been to okay. another one too, but I'm not good with names and stuff like that. Let's we have been to Lanier a, a couple times. Yeah. All right. So Lanier, Lanier is crazy because man, Lanier, people be disappearing in like Lanier all the time. Is that real? <laughs> like Bermuda Triangle up in like Lanier. Serious? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> not to turn you away or anything. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I mean, I had a fun time when I was there. Yeah, no, it's a cool place. Uh, there's yeah. Lake Oconee. That's another one. Um, I can't remember the other ones we've been to. That's okay. That's okay. That's, that's the thing. You're talking about the weather, man. There's there's nothing uh, around here anyway. You pick one of them lakes, and, and that's that's a chill spot for sure. Yeah. I've also yeah. been to the uh, – what's the the river? The Chattahoochee? Was it? It might have been. I don't know what did it's called. Go, it's what like did a, you do? It's like uh, – like tubing is it called tubing yeah like yeah okay where you sit yeah. like are you yes. talking about like a real river like a real river yeah okay so you're probably talking about uh maybe were you in helen yes i was in helen there we go yeah man dude that's that's cool as heck that was a fun little spot yeah yeah we we go there me and my family we go there a lot so that's yeah. that's cool man that's because yeah. helen's a helen's a neat spot i don't know you know people yeah, yeah. from all over it's it's weird because it's the alpine kind of village feel right yeah yeah so, yeah, it is a fun little. It's a little far, but yeah, yeah, it's a drive. It's cool to go to go see. But we're gonna have like so a that makes sense now. Oh, of, sorry, of like Tyler. traveling with Nick Firmino in Georgia. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> go ahead, Tyler. Well, now hearing, well, I was gonna say now hearing about Lanier that that makes sense because you know when Joseph was with the team, he would always post pictures. You know, he was always there, and then I'd always see comments under it saying, "Please don't die, Joseph. Please don't go in the water." And oh, now you're saying really? it's the Bermuda Triangle. So now. Now I'm wondering. Yeah. I was wondering why everybody was so concerned. Like, does Joseph not know how to swim? But now, oh, so Joseph okay, was always so, out there then. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. It's a popular place, man. There's, uh, you know, I'm not trying to like bring this interview down or anything, but there's like, yeah. I think seven people that have died in that lake just this year. That's so, outrageous. Yeah, it's crazy. So, fun fact about Lake. Put a tracker on yourself. Yeah, I don't know if that's so fun, but you know, yeah. crazy fact. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Three years from now, where do you see yourself? If you if you had your choice, if you if, if things were to just go your way, where where do you see oh, yourself? They were going to my way, okay. Yeah. You know, in Europe, playing in Europe, you know, God willing. 
that's my dream and that's my goal as well. So, yeah. You told me, but any team in Europe, which one are you going to pick? Do you remember what I said? I do. I want Tommy to you, guess. You, okay, yeah, Tommy, you go with it. I mean, if you, I think oh, if you read my article, you might know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, oh, no, this, that's a good one. If he doesn't so now he calls me article. out. <laughs> so I read it last night preparing for this, but okay. I was like half awake. Uh, no, I, I'm just going to take a guess. Yeah. Be but I'm, I'm going to guess one of my favorite teams. It's probably yeah. one of the most hated, but I'll, I'll say Manchester United. No. I knew, I knew it wasn't the answer. Wrong country. Spain. Yeah. Spain, go Spain. Yeah. What, what do you think in Spain? It's oh, only, I don't it's know. only two. I mean, I was about to say, yeah, there's just pick, pick one of the two big ones. Oh, I don't know. Are you just putting me on the spot today? Where did, look, Looking, well, you got you do have it. I know you're gonna guess the right one. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Where where did Messi come from? There you go. Oh, man. It's okay. Guys. Barcelona. No. <laughs> well, I figured it was Barcelona, but like see. I felt like you were where the else, way Nick was looking into the camera, I felt like he was setting me up. <laughs> no, no. I felt like he was no cause like and then Tyler, you had that weird smile on your face. What? And then and then no, Nick Firmino's eyes were staring at me. Yeah. I felt like this was just like <sighs> it's all a setup, Tommy. He he actually wants to go to Madrid. I'm kidding. No, it's yeah, it's Barcelona. Are you really are you serious? No, it's it's Barcelona. Barcelona. Oh. It's Barcelona. <laughs> my goddaughter right. is obsessed with Barcelona and yeah. like she throws in my face, so I wouldn't have picked him just because she watches these and she would have yeah. been really proud, but now she's gonna throw this in my face that <laughs> That you there picked you it, so there you go. It's okay. You just I hope you play for him because then you'll Smart make her girl. happy. Smart girl, there she you is. Go. You know, goal celebrations. You know, you, yeah. had, you had a good one there when you had. What's your favorite goal celebration? Um, I don't know. I've done a couple of dances. Um, my favorite one that I that I did this year was probably one against New York City. I did with Johnny. Yeah. We did like this little Brazilian dance that we do, you know. I'll is there a funny. name to that dance? To that dance? Ah, uh, yeah, it, there was. I forgot what it was called. It was hot at the time. I was, I was curious. I didn't know because like, I've seen. I mean, you talking about Vinny over at Madrid? Like he's doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Born, you know, Bucket die um, as well with with West Ham. Yeah, likes to dance a lot. So this is this is gonna be a little different. This is gonna be kind of kind of rapid fire. So just like first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Nothing, okay. nothing hardcore. Nothing Not gonna these, but let's go. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, take as much time as you need, but just first yeah. thing that comes to your mind. All right. Um, favorite soccer player? Neymar. Okay. Favorite? Well, we already asked that one. Favorite sports besides soccer? Basketball. Okay. Who's your favorite basketball player? LeBron James, the greatest of all time. Over, then over you'd be Jordan. good here with me in Cleveland, then yeah. it'd be perfect. Oh, oh, yeah, you're from Cleveland. Have you ever been to LeBron yeah. game? Oh, many of them. I was, you know, the, that whole playoff run, the first playoff, you know, when he first came in, it was just wild to see how, you know, wait, just, what he, first play, like, like first stint in Cleveland, Bron? Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. I mean, that was it was cool watching him grow up, right? And then he leaves, yeah. and then when he came back, like, this city was insane. I was, you know, I was down at the parade. Parade was wild yeah, down there. It, it's uh, 
he he can change a city just like Messi's changing right now. Uh, you know Miami. Country, it's I mean, changing it's... everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, Paul's on the the rapid fire. I just got to say, man, <laughs> I was heartbroken because we talked about that article, and you were like, "What would be the biggest moment of your career if you got to step on the field with Messi?" And it, yes. and it didn't happen that that week after. So I'm still rooting for it to happen at some point very soon. But you were no, like, yeah. "Dude, if it, if if I can make it on the field during League's Cup, but I, that's another one. I'm glad you didn't make it onto because that was a that was a rough one for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it was always next year. That was tough. Yeah, yeah. Y'all y'all will be in a better place, I think, next year. So, yeah. all right. So back to the rapid fire. Um, sure. This one might be tough. Favorite Atlanta restaurant. See, I'm bad with names. You like me, man. That's how I am. Um, I was in downtown Atlanta. Oh, this is terrible. Did it have a waffle on the front of it? <laughs> oh, do we like that, man? Waffle House, absolutely. <laughs> um, what they serve? It was uh, it was seafood. Was it seafood? No, it was not seafood. I'm crazy. I'm not saying this because you're, you know, because you're Brazilian. I was thinking you might be going like Fogo de Chão or something. But uh, I like Fogo, but I, you know, as far as Atlanta restaurants, there's Fogo everywhere. Yeah. Um, where? Oh, I'll say, I'll say, um, Rio Steakhouse. It's a Brazilian okay. spot. It is okay. okay. That's a, actually, you know, it's a lot better Brazilian food than Fogo. Okay. And I go I've there. Heard. I go there a lot. I've heard that. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Good enough. Have you been there? I've no, I haven't been there, but I've heard a lot about it. I've yeah, I've you gotta go. It's right next to the training ground, thing. so I go a lot with some of the guys. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I wrote it down. I'm in town on Friday. I'm, I might, I might head down. See, yeah, go down there. Getting these guys some business. One random fact about yourself. I know how to play the clarinet. Really? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. There's like a school thing. It's weird. Yeah, it's school. That's that's cool. It's weird, huh? When I tell people that they, they don't believe me. Hey, man, that's perfect. One random fact: I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Ever. That's crazy. Favorite band. Favorite band. Or or musician, whatever. Okay, I'll go artist. Drake. Okay. Yeah. I don't really listen right. to bands much, to be fair. Okay. Yeah, I like. I get that. Uh, favorite movie? The Lion King. Okay, the the okay the original one, like the yeah, animated. Yeah, that movie. movie one was. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, give me the cartoon one. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that made me cry when I was a kid. Yeah, that's I'll a be good. the first to say good it. Movie. Tommy, you got any more? Uh, you have a roll? TV show you binge you binge watch? Mm-mm, not really. You guys Netflix guys? Yeah. I do some. I don't I don't watch Netflix as much as I I've used to. I've watched like, you know, the big stuff. Something gets really big like like a Squid Game or like a you know, it gets a lot of people Stranger things? I just no, I'm not, I never could never get into that. I watched like the first two episodes. It's not for me. Yeah. Ozark, uh, have you guys watched Ozark? Yes. I've seen some of Ozark. I haven't seen the whole thing. Ozark time. I watched all seasons. Like it's weird like like if I get into something I'll watch it all, but it's hard for me to like a show. Yeah, I'm I'm picky. Uh, yes, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Wow. That's unreal. But that's that's just next level. That show. 
Yeah. It was, it was a well well written show. Yeah, yeah. Did you cry at the last episode? I did. No, okay. I can't cry with stuff like that, but it's just like you know, it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. But it's just wow. Yeah. You feel like you're a part of the team. It's actually crazy. You know, and the thing is, like, I tell this to people that don't really follow soccer. Like, you could watch yeah, the show. It's, it's the fact that, yeah, we follow it and, and, you know, I play and, yeah. Yeah. You can some enjoy stuff, it. Yeah, some stuff just hits close to, like, stuff you've been through. So, yeah. Are there any other sports movies you like? Uh, specifically. Um, Space Jam. I mean, yeah, the new one. You like the new one? The Braun one. Yeah. Because it's got LeBron. Yeah. I was yeah. a I, I like the first. But I grew up with it though, so. Yeah. I'm more of a Mighty Ducks guy. That's, I don't that's, know. I that's just my want, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want LeBron to be recognized as the greatest. That's all. So I'm just trying to you know, maybe we, it wasn't a good movie, but it's my my favorite movie now, I guess. Hey, right, there we go. Uh, so so Nick, did you stay up? Four. Did you stay up that night and watch when he set the record? The scoring record? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot where I was. I was in some hotel, but I was watching it on my phone. Yeah. Had to. I had to watch that one. Yep. That it was, was a magical moment. Like it was yeah. weird how they just stopped the game and like everybody just yeah, came down and like took weird. pictures. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was, that was a weird remote. thing. Yeah. And then he had to finish the game. Yeah. So what does now this is we can we can get past the rapid fire stuff, but you mentioned Ted Lasso and, and those things kind of hitting close to home. What does uh, your off season look like now? I mean, now that y'all are getting close to the end of the two season, obviously the first team is getting closer. But what is what does your off season kind of look like typically? Um, so I go back home when because usually we do some post some sort of postseason training here, you know, the season that like after that last game, we don't just all leave. I'll probably train for a couple of weeks. And then when I go back to Boston, I'll probably take, you know, a week and a half off. Just, you know, let the body regenerate, uh, recover. Um, and then right back to, you know, doing my, my gym stuff, on the field stuff. I got guys that I do stuff with, you know, just getting ready for the next season. You know, the off season is a very important part people overlook because if you don't get your body ready for it, you just hop into an intense preseason. That's where injuries happen and stuff like that. But the most, you know, um, people get injured usually in preseason, you know, because guys are coming in from not doing anything to, you know, intense trainings, two a days, lifts, stuff like that. So, yeah, I just um, spend most of the offseason just getting ready for the next season and obviously spending time with my family as well. You spend the majority of it, I'm assuming, up in Boston? Yeah. Okay. Do you ever do you ever go back to Brazil? Um, well, I haven't been back since 2019. Um, okay which is hard because, you know, I want to go back with my brother, but my brother has school. So it is hard. But, yeah, um, I'm going to try to make that happen maybe next year. Anything kind of parting comments, anything that you want to tell the fans, people that, that were watching you all day in and day out or anything in particular? Mm, not really. Just thanks for the support, you know. We appreciate the support. We appreciate it. We appreciate the time. Yeah, the twos have been fun to watch. You've been fun to watch. Thank you. Uh, Constant highlights, and we're looking forward to seeing more of you next year. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up to Rio at some point now. 
No, you have to. Go. I'm gonna I go. You've never been. Yeah, man, I've never been. It's just. It's have you had things. Brazilian food? You've been to Fogo, right? Yeah, yeah, I've had I've had Brazilian okay. food. Okay, yeah. And like I said, man, everybody said that that place is actually better because it's actual, like you know, it's actual Brazilian food. Not Fogo's like, um, it's just really expensive. Fogo, I don't really like Fogo. Yeah, I've heard it's kind of commercialized. I guess it is. It is super. But, yeah, it's like right, Chipotle's cool. Mexican. Uh, that's yeah, you know? exactly. it's literally like that. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Nick Firmino, everybody, and Nick, we do appreciate it. And we uh, we will catch you at the games and at the training ground. See you guys. See you. Nick Firmino, it's a great interview. Unfortunately, I was listening on that, but uh, Tommy Tyler, you guys hit it out of the park. So we appreciate it. That was a that was a fun one. Uh, Nick is. Yeah, if you guys don't know, I did this interview with Nick uh, about a month and a half, two months ago, um, over on Dirty South Soccer. So if you haven't got a chance to go check that out as well, go go check it out. Cool guy. You know, he's having the the season of his life right now with the twos. He is up near the top in the goal scoring. He's top of goal contributions. The guy just is, you know, he, he's killing it this year. And uh, just, a, I mean, he's a cool guy. Cool guy to hang out with, you know. Um, yeah, Chris, it was it was pre-recorded. It, we, there's no way we were timing all this to happen right now. But good questions, though. I like I like. Yeah. No, yeah, they they beat um, Huntsville the other day. Uh, Jackson Conway had a last minute header, so Atlanta United in the playoff is, race. Yeah, still in the playoff hunt right now. They're on thirty three points, four back of Huntsville actually for that semifinal playoff spot with NYCFC two and Philadelphia Union two ahead of them on thirty six. But uh, yeah, Nick right now fifteen goals, um, three back of two players for the. Golden Boot lead and MLS next pro, but as he said, Tyler really having an incredible season. And thanks to Nick for stopping by and talking to you guys. And yeah, looking forward to seeing what's next for him. If you don't sign him next year, I would imagine he'd go somewhere else to try to find that starting spot. I mean, he's he's had a hell of a year, so I mean, he's he's made the yeah. case to get that call up, to get that permanent call up. So if he can't do it, I mean. You know, again, like you expect this roster to get better next season, right? Even better than what it is, you know, what we've built from day one until now this year. But he's earned his, he, he's earned it, right? So, you know, even if you sign him and send him back to play for some two games, great. But it'll be interesting to see what the, you know, what the front office thinks of him going forward. Big decisions, big decisions concerning him and his place of the team. So, yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, terrific season again with Atlanta United, too, um, regardless of whether or not they make, make the playoffs when it's all said and done. But good to see Nick really catching on and asserting himself and moving up the score sheet. So, and If anybody interview. wants to know, by the way, because I, I do want to go. I haven't been yet. But Rio Steakhouse and Bakery is up in Marietta. It's near the Kroger. Um, if you do go. Let us know how it is. I want to know. Because I'm going to make it up there at some point. I need They're someone to eat on Friday. <laughs> there you go. They have not sponsored us, by the way. So no, that is a free plug. <laughs> but hey, real, you want to sponsor us, come on. <laughs> if they're watching and listening. Yeah. We have left the um, 
<laughs> love for you to sponsor Scars and Spikes if you want. But yeah, yeah, good, good stuff, man. Nick, Nick is is a is a really good guy. He's having a great season. Um, you know, we 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 try to get you guys players as often as possible for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, these these guys are going nonstop between the first team and the twos. It's not always easy to catch a player to get them to sit down for an interview for a minute, but um, you know, Nick was was super gracious, super super happy to come on. Uh, I hate that I turned him away from Lake Lanier, but maybe you guys will thank me later at some point so he doesn't <laughs> get got by the Lake Lanier monster. <laughs> but yeah, should go to Hartwell or uh, the Coconi instead. Yeah, yeah, Oconee's safe. <laughs> I grew up on Oconee. It's safe. You guys don't have to worry about anything there at all. I don't think. But I can't even swim. Are you serious? No, I can't either. I mean, I'm oh, serious. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't swim. I, I scarves and spikes swimming lessons. <laughs> I watch like videos of like my my three year old nephew like at swim class, and he's like going underwater, and he's like all happy and moving like a dolphin. And there's just me who just almost drowned in you know a pool when I was a kid. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Tyler, what's your secret? Not just kidding. I mean, it's definitely not that I can't swim. <laughs> um, I'm telling people my weaknesses, like not yes. swimming and peanut butter. Like those are my two weaknesses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, exactly. I don't know. Like if, if I had to pick something that just stood out right off the top of my head, you know what animal I hate? What? Just take a wild guess. Harris. Ducks. Not ducks, not herons. That's messed up. <laughs> geese? No, not geese. It's actually like, a, I think a pretty common animal to be like scared slash annoyed by. Tell us. Dolphins. Ticks. Ticks. Ticks? I hate ticks. I like I can deal with spiders. I can deal with I can deal with roaches. I can deal with snakes. I don't trust snakes because they ain't got legs. But ticks. They're evil. And I hate them. Yeah, I feel like people I feel like yeah, I feel like ticks would be pretty natural to be annoyed by. But yeah. I don't like them. dogs, Bruno. Ugh. No dogs. dogs. I actually, dogs. I actually was Bruno a. Chat, I, I had a lot of history with dogs, so no, I, I do love me some dogs. Um, but yeah, do we want to get into this Felipe Cardenas interview that we've been teasing? Yeah, sure. As we shift in Miami, yeah, um, transition to the whole Miami thing. Yeah, obviously, Inter Miami coming into town on Saturday. Obviously, Lionel Messi course it's a big one but of course not the martina making his return to mercedes-benz stadium as an mls coach that is along with Jesus martinez first appearance against atlanta united at mercedes-benz stadium as an inter miami player so um yes felipe cardenas from the athletic no introduction needed was good enough to join us and talk to us about the match and really why Atlanta United is a sleeping giant. So we'll go ahead and play that interview. We pre-recorded that as well. Then we'll be right back to what you got. Real quick, just reminding everybody, comment at some point, get you in for this uh, set of stickers from Carmen and Diego. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, let's go ahead and cue this up, this interview up with Felipe. Then we'll be back to discuss the Inter-Miami match and give you our predictions and Maybe answer a few questions you all may have about the match. Everybody, so, we are here with Felipe Cardenas from The Athletic, who needs no introduction at all. Has been covering Atlanta United for quite some time now, but now also covers uh, 
what u.s soccer mexico soccer soccer in general everything (laughs) how you doing man i'm doing well i'm doing well good to see you guys um i know we've been trying to plan this one for a while uh so it's good to finally you know sort of sync up and and i'm happy to be on the show man excited we appreciate appreciate it it. have you yeah so we we talked about you know you've We've been talking back and forth for a while now, but it, it seems like this was the perfect time, right? Because you've been covering Messi since really the news dropped, right before the news dropped. Um, I remember seeing you on CBS. You're down in Puerto Rico trying to have a vacation, and, and <laughs> everything's going crazy. Yeah. So just talk to us a little bit about how it's been covering Messi, like this kind of shift from you know MLS as one pre-Messi to post-Messi and – you know, the Tata coming into the mix, like how, how has it been with, with everything going on? Yeah, it's a good question because there certainly will always be MLS before Messi and and MLS after, you know, Messi post Messi and, and there will never be another player like him in the league. You know, there, perhaps he'll usher in a new, a new era and and new rules and, and more ambition and, and maybe bigger players will start coming to MLS, but he's, the best of all time for so many people. So how do you, how do you top that? Uh, with that being said, that's the, t- the context that, that is still very much a part of our reporting around inner Miami and around Lionel Messi, you know, in MLS, because it's still fresh, you know, it, he hasn't played a full season yet here. He came in mid season. The team was, was bad. They were in, everyone knows the story, right? They're in last place. Uh, and then they hired Tata Martino as well. And so it was at the same time, you're, you're also seeing Tata come back, MLS, who I think will still go down as one of the most important hires in, in MLS history, you know, coming off two Copa America finals with Argentina. He had been at Barcelona. He had won in Argentina. He had won in Paraguay. He had gone to a World Cup already with Paraguay. I mean, he was a massive, massive coach when Atlanta hired him in 2016. Uh, and so all that came together. And and then you have the what the Miami market is and what they've always wanted to be in MLS is sort of this global brand and David Beckham, uh, you know, sort of in front of it, the brand ambassador. Uh, So it certainly changed my job. You know, I think before I had already gone from, you know, being 100% dedicated to Atlanta United in 2018 and 19, that's all I did. And I think beginning in 19, I started to sort of branch out and, and, and cover a gold cup and, and do some international soccer as well for the athletic. But, you know, Atlanta United was one of the biggest stories in MLS. It was the biggest story in MLS in 2018. It was the inner Miami of 2018. Like that's how big a story Atlanta United was in 2018. And so uh, I, I look back on that a lot and, and, and remember, okay, like a, like I've done this before we've done this before. Uh, you know, what was the exposure like? What, how did the fans react? So, uh, now, yeah, mess, it's tough to get away from Messi. It's tough because he's, he, he is who he is. And, and, and look at what they've done since he's come in there. They haven't lost. They're unbeaten, I think, in 11 games. They won the league's cup. And, uh, there's so much, uh, there, there's still so much around him that's so relevant. He's up for an eighth Ballon d'Or. I mean, that's incredible, too. So, yeah, it's been a shift, but, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, and I just just thinking about you know those extraordinary images from Miami, from Argentina after they won the World Cup, uh, kind of the 
kind of a layered note on him in Publix shopping, trying to be a normal person in Publix uh, down there in Florida. So it's just been extraordinary, just the attention he's gotten, not just in MLS itself, but outside of MLS. But um, that kind of ties into my next question. So Messi is kind of the main draw of this match, right? But you talked about Tata, you talked about him coming back to MLS. But now you have this guy named Joseph Martinez coming in as well, his first visit back to Atlanta since leaving the club. So you have the messy narrative at play. You have the Joseph and Tata returning narratives at play. How does Atlanta separate those narratives and keep a level-headed approach to this match coming up on Saturday? Yeah, it's funny because I remember before before Messi was signed, I I bought tickets to – I don't know if you guys heard of the band Cannons. So maybe not. They're like a synth pop band, whatever. So they're coming to Atlanta this Saturday. And like months ago, like, I don't know, May, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to that concert on September 16th. And then I realized at the time, I'm like, oh, no, like that's Joseph's game, like his his game back in Atlanta. So that's, you know, I can't miss that game. And like, and now it's messy coming to Atlanta. It's almost like over completely overshadowed Joseph coming back. Uh, and then you had Tata coming back, and 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 so to your point, Sydney, it's it's a, just a, a massive, massive occasion uh, for MLS, for for Atlanta, and for Inter Miami. Inter Miami, obviously, because they have to win these games; they they can't afford to lose. They have almost zero margin for error if they want to make the playoffs. And then Atlanta, you know, that we're watching, we're witnessing an evolution of of what this team is, like what they were before and what they are today. Um, but to, to answer your question, I think, the, you know, I got a DM from a fan the other day, an Atlanta fan. He was like, why isn't Atlanta United hyping up this game? Like, there's no promotion around it. And I, my response was, I think it's intentional because they don't, I mean, they, this isn't about Messi. For Atlanta United, it's, it's not about Messi. Like, yes, for the city, for, for the league, and for so many fans are going to be at the stadium on Saturday. It's, it's about seeing Messi. But for the, for the club, you know, they don't want to be part of this promotion. They want to keep it. Like it's about us. We're trying to win a game. We're trying to to move up in the standings. So uh, I'm sure tomorrow when we're at training, we talk to Gazal Pineda and Brad Guzan. Like that's what they're gonna say. Uh, but it, it is funny, Sydney, because and also going back to your first question, uh, Tyler, like the messy stuff. You don't know how many people, and I've had to like not clap back, but I've I've like DM people that get a little aggressive on Twitter that are like all you do is talk about Messi now. Like it's flooded my feed. Like, I don't want to hear it. You should see the stories at the athletic. People are like, no more Messi stories, please. And it's like, what are we supposed to, supposed to do? Like not report <laughs> on the biggest story in sports. Um, uh, and so I think it's, it's really interesting when, when that's happening before a big game, because then the game happens. And so far Messi has delivered every single time. Um, so I expect that to be the case on Saturday. I think it's going to be a really interesting game because, uh, you know, in talking to Gonzalo Pineda, some of his assistants at the media game, that's one of the, the benefits of going to the media game. You get to just mm-hmm. sort of chat with these guys uh, informally. And my takeaway is that it, they don't expect the game to look anything like the one in League's Cup where they lost 4 nothing. And one of his assistants was like, we don't even think Miami played that well. We just made tons of mistakes. We were naive like in a lot of different ways. And then, you know, Messi capitalized. And so I think it's going to be a totally different game, much more tactical probably. Uh, and, and Atlanta probably going, if they went after them in South Florida, 
you know, those first 20 minutes and sort of paid for it. Like, I don't think Pineda is going to say, let's sit back and wait. You know, that's going to be the biggest uh, question in the first 20 minutes is Pineda like, we're at home. Let's put it to them. Messi's tired, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Or is he like, well, I don't want to get bit in the first five minutes. So it's going to be a good one. Does that kind of favor Atlanta United a little bit? I mean, they've played Inter Miami before. They know what this team probably is going to do already. On top of the fact that they're playing at home too. So do those factors kind of favor Atlanta in the way, do you think? I I mean, I like, it's really hard to bet against Inter Miami. I've tried it and I've paid for it. I think, I think the one game where I was like, I don't think they win is, is, was against Cincinnati. Um, And, you know, they, they pulled that one out. Uh, And, you know, I, I like Atlanta in this game. I, I think they have home field advantage. I think this will be one of those times in this new Messi, sort of the Messi mania and the phenomenon of Messi in MLS. Is I think you'll see a, a very pro Atlanta crowd. You know, I think it's going to, yes, you're going to see Messi jerseys and, you know, sprinkle about. But I really think this will be something that if you're not at the game and you're watching on TV, you're going to be like, oh, wow, like this is this is a home field for sure. Uh, and you know, I'll bring it up now. I, I actually talked to Tata Martino yesterday for a story, a Q&A with The Athletic. It'll be out tomorrow. Um, but we did. I asked him about coming back to Atlanta. It was great. Like, I'm not I won't reveal everything you said, but, um, you know, he's talked a lot about the current team. He mentioned all the new signings, what they're doing, what they do well, how they've changed the team. I mean, they have scouted, you know, the new Atlanta United, if you will, you know, very closely. Um, and obviously he's excited about coming back to Atlanta. He, he always speaks highly of those two years and it was a good, a good conversation, especially that section about Atlanta and coming back. Well, and you, you did see other teams basically promote Messi, right? Like yeah. Messi's coming, Messi's coming, you know, buy this package and it includes the Messi. Like they, they just use it as selling tickets and, you know, a lot of the, the fans did not appreciate that they were more selling messy than the team themselves. So good for Atlanta for not doing that. No, I think Atlanta is one of those teams that doesn't have to do that. You know, like they, they, they're still averaging over 40,000 people at a game, even when they're struggling. Uh, and this was always going to be a sellout. It's just, it's not even a question, you know? So, uh, and, and, you know, I think I, I don't, I, I respect it too. I, you know, knowing Garth Lagerway and some of the people in the front office, like it doesn't surprise me that they're like, we're not going to do the messy bit. And like, you know, in the end, those types of things, uh, can backfire. If you remember the LAFC game from last week, uh, Carlos Vela leading up to that game almost refused to talk about Messi. Like he kept getting questions about Messi, and and the one thing he, he sort of made it sound like we we face we'll t- we'll talk we'll play anybody. It doesn't matter who's in front of us. And you know, I think a lot of the narrative was like, well, so many other opponents so far have really been excited about playing Messi, even starstruck about playing Messi. And so uh, it, it, I think it backfired for LAFC. I think Carlos Vela was, was trying not, I mean, not trying to, but I think it was setting up as like, you know, he was the man before Messi came to MLS. And it was sort of at a moment for him to be like in his home stadium with the world watching, you know, really deliver. And he didn't honestly, Messi did. So that's, that's what happens when you sort of go nose to nose with, with the alien Leo Messi. All right, Felipe. So, I listened to a podcast from you, maybe, I think this was last season, uh, I guess with our sister or brother podcast, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Five Stripe Final. And you talked to to Sam and Joe about Atlanta United being run for a longer period of time, almost as a startup. The lack Mm -hmm. of scouting, 
the lack of analytics. And now, you know, at that point, there really didn't seem like there was an end in sight. Like, we just didn't have any hope. It was just this was how the team was going to be run, and that was it. And then Garth Lagerwey gets signed a little while later. Do you think they're on the right path now to, to getting out of, of that and, and joining, you know, the big teams in, in, in MLS? I do. I mean, I, I told someone that uh, I ran into, a, like, an old over-30s league teammate of mine randomly here in Atlanta, and I haven't I haven't seen him in a long time. He's a big Atlanta United fan. He's a season ticket holder. And we were just talking about the team and the, and the current state. And, I mean, I told him that I, I think Atlanta is a, is a sleeping giant to be honest with you. Um, and, and take that as you will, whether that is true or if that's, uh, if, if a team that's only what, seven years old, that's already won a championship, are they considered a giant or a super club, whatever you want to say. But I just feel like Atlanta has everything, uh, at their disposal to be really good consistently. And Garth Lagerway, you know, when that, what you mentioned about the startup mentality, uh, you know, I talked to him about it and he agreed, he agreed 100%. It was like, he's like, that's one of the first things that I wanted to fix when he came in. He, he, I remember he described the office at the facility, like where this, where the employees work. And he was like, everyone's running around trying to do everything. Um, you know, multiple responsibilities. And like, the first thing he did was like, chill out everyone. And like, let's, like, let's specialize. Like, what are you good at? Like, what should you be doing? What should you be focused on? Um, and, and that to him is one way of like, you know, a corporate approach to, uh, restructuring Atlanta United, because you know, remember he, he's a corporate lawyer. Yes. He can't, he can't, he played in MLS. He, and he won a lot in Seattle, but he, a lot of his business experience comes from having been a, a corporate attorney in, in a massive firm. And so I think that's a lot of how he views just running a business, which is very, very different from what Darren Eels wanted to do. And, and I know like above that, there's always Arthur Blank, who is just, you know, a very successful entrepreneur and he knows how to run businesses and cultures and all that. But, uh, you know, the keys were handed to, to Darren Eels and, and Carlos Bocanegra. And I think, you know, they, they hit home runs right away, uh, but it, it was not sustainable. And, and that was something that Garth Lagerwey said also. He's like, I couldn't replicate what they did. It wasn't going to happen where you just like signed a bunch of great players and win championships. And so I think right now you mentioned analytics and, and scouting and, you know, analytics, especially in data is something that Garth Lagerwey has always been really high on. And, you know, a lot of times in, in MLS, it's like a lot of just like words, you know, that, that executives say, but, you know, there is a team behind, uh, Atlanta United that, that isn't just in-house, but there's third parties that are helping them scout better and providing deeper analytics. And then Garth Lagerwey has been, you know, he, he has a plan. He's like, we're going to sign my players. Our, my DPs are, are prime age players. Prime age is 24 to 29. Uh, and this window, you know, even before, first there was Yakimakis, and then you saw this window, like four experienced players coming into the fold. And, and that's, for me, a huge change because Atlanta, in my opinion, and this was one of my critiques is that they just went too young, too fast. And they really jumped on the U22 initiative. They really jumped on like signing the young South American player uh, because it worked. You know, you can't kind of blame them. But uh, if you don't have experience in, in this league, uh, it's really difficult to, to be consistent. So I think that's the plan. And, and I see you can see sort of that 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 pathway you know, happening currently. 
Uh, and like I mentioned, the, the media game when you when I was talking to some of the assistants, you know that that's something that they they mentioned. Like they've never doubted their talent, and and I, I would agree. I think it's it's always been like a talented group. Uh, but my, the message I got from the assistants was that sometimes it's really it can be difficult to coach a group of young players where, where you have young players in key positions game in and game out. You're, they're going to make mistakes. They're, they're, they're Yes, they're coachable, but they don't have the experience to just solve things on their own. So uh, I think that's why this window is so important to bring in those, those, those four players essentially um, that, that just have a ton of mileage and can come in and play. So I think Tyler has a question about the window a little bit later, but um, just want to ask you about Atlanta's, Atlanta's schedule down the stretch. Obviously Miami has Saturday, um, then they visit D.C., they host Montreal, they travel to Philly, they host Columbus for their final home match of the regular season, then they travel to Cincinnati, of course, on the top of the uh, Supporter Shield standings at the current yeah. point of time. Um, yeah, no, it absolutely is. So yeah. I feel like they're in a pretty good spot as far as playoffs is concerned, barring a you know, kind of a catastrophic collapse. But considering they make it um, – What's kind of their ceiling in playoffs? You know, is this a team that maybe could get hot, especially with these new signings that you mentioned, or is this a team that maybe they're destined for essentially an early exit? What What are your kind of thoughts? Well, it's a really tough schedule. You, you rattled off a bunch of uh, good teams, and I think that says everything about the Eastern Conference too versus the West. The West is pretty weak this year, in my opinion, and the East is a lot stronger, and so that's why the, the, this last stretch and decision day in the East is going to be really important. And Atlanta still, they're not in a position to host a playoff spot yet. And I think they really, really need to do that. I think they're going to be a lot more dangerous if they start the playoffs at home. Like I, I really believe that like, yes, teams come here to Atlanta and get results. You saw Cincinnati do it. We've seen a lot of teams over the years, over this sort of downtime in Atlanta, come to Mercedes-Benz and then get results. But if this team gets hot and starts winning games, like in a playoff format, uh, you know, I think playing at, at, at the Benz is going to be great for them. Uh, you know, I contend and I really insist that they can't crash out of the playoffs this year. I just think that would be, I don't think it's like devastating that, you know, the staff gets fired or there's this big change. I just think it's like, it, it can't be another year like that. You can't go into another off season where you haven't, met expectations and I think expectations for this Atlanta United team is is progressing to um you know I would say you know this format is so bizarre Let, let's just assume it's like a quarterfinal or something you know like I, I I think getting to an Eastern Conference final is doable but that's I don't think that should be the expectation they should be battling they should get the playoff spot and go from there I think they have a team to trouble opponents in the playoffs, you know, bottom line, but they've been so inconsistent. You just don't know. You know, I, I talk a lot about DMS I get from fans because they're, they're, they're so um, insightful a lot of times. And, you know, one time I've said this um, a few times before, but I got one recently where I think they beat Seattle. Yeah. It was after the Seattle match and a fan wrote me and said, you know, I don't celebrate wins when like a win like this, I feel relieved. And like, it, it was interesting to hear someone say that, like there, there's more of like, Oh, thank God we didn't lose. Then 
well, hell yeah. Like we're on United. Like, of course we go in anywhere and we beat people like the way it used to be. So there's still that, I think that hurdle to, for Atlanta to, to get over and become a team where like every match you're like, doesn't matter where you play, you know, what you're getting, they're going to be dangerous. And, uh, you know, they still sort of let teams, ba- teams back in. And so I think for me, it, it, they just can't flame out. That to me, I think would be just a, a big blow to the project. And and especially to Gonzalo Pineda, I think he really needs to have a strong postseason. Well, so you said Eastern Conference Finals, and you kind of laid out, you know, just your thoughts regarding Atlanta United. Is that because when you look at the East, probably outside of Cincinnati, like this group of teams currently in playoff spots may not be super, you know, for from my vantage point, a lot of these teams look beatable. I mean, certainly Philly looks beatable, Columbus. Montreal, New England, the way from Montreal, not, not New that England. you're playing New England again, but like yeah. you could, I mean, they could fall might. apart right now. Yeah. yeah. Or they might never practice again. There. They might never practice. Yeah. New England <laughs> is, is a, it's just, yeah. Tire fire. Um, but you mentioned these other teams like Orlando, if, if the way things stand now, Atlanta has to go to Orlando. They don't want to do that. I guarantee they don't want that matchup. Um, can they win it? Yeah, of course. But it's, it's a rivalry game. Anything goes it's in Orlando, like all those things, become factors uh and i think atlanta where they stand currently because i agree with what tata martino told me yesterday about atlanta it's like it's they're a team that's in literally in the process of evolving and when that's happening they're not set they're not set in stone they're not a a a, a well-drilled well-oiled team yet um so you don't want to just throw them to the fire and expect them to get through the gauntlet in the east like let's just assume to get to an MLS cup, like you mentioned the teams that they would have to be like, you'd have to be Philly. You'd have to be Cincinnati. You'd have to eliminate Orlando. You'd have to eliminate new England. Like whatever's happening in new England, that's still a good team that's in third place. So uh, that that's, that's the challenge for Atlanta uh, proving that they can, that can, they can beat good teams on a big night. And that's always been sort of the, I think that's the thing that this fan base has been waiting for to see that happen consistently. And poor Gonzalo, like you've seen him get eliminated from from two competitions. And, you know, each time he just looks more sad. And and if he gets eliminated in this first best of three, like I can't even imagine what he's going to look like up there at that post game. You know, especially the worst is you get swept, right? I don't think anybody wants to get swept in in these first, you know, this new playoff format because it's just going to look terrible. And if you go and you lose open cup right away, leagues cup, get eliminated right away and you get swept in the playoffs. It's not good. I mean, first of all, also, man, like the other day I was, I was someone that doesn't follow MLS was asking me, what is the postseason like? And I caught myself saying there's a best of three and I couldn't believe I was saying it. Like what <laughs> in the so world? It's so weird. It is. That, so I don't, weird. it's, I, I hate it, honestly. And like, I think when we witness it and it's happening, we're all going to be like, wait, they still have to play another game against the same team. And like, possibly you know, two, possibly twice. And I know, like, you you can go back to the traditional home and home. And, you know, this happens around the world. Teams play each other in, the, in a home and home. But, you know, best of three, it's just as I can't believe it's happening. And, but to, to your point, Tommy, like, it does, it does put teams at the risk of being swept, you know, um, and, and that being part of their, their end, the end of their season, uh, uh, sort of like the broomstick and all that, uh, that we see in the NBA and, and, uh, and, and baseball as well. So yeah, I think Gonzalo Pineda, uh, 
you know, my takeaway from, again, from being at that media game, talking to the, to the staff and talking to him too, is that they realize that they have to win games. Like they, they have to win games. I still, even though like I've witnessed the staff work really hard. And the, when you talk to these guys, you realize like, these are good people. These are hard workers. They're smart. Um, you know, I, th- I still think it's helping and the staff have to have to prove that this is a job that is, is, is open to a first year coach. You know, I think that was a big risk. I still contend that that was a really big risk. I think Atlanta United uh, is the type of team that should have a top, top coach. You know, you can define that as you will, you know, was hindsight type coach, a top coach was Deborah a top coach. Like we could argue for days about that. Right. But you've already had Tata and you look at what Tata is today and like what he's done. Uh, you know, if you're going to go young, you've got to go young and be good. Look at LAFC. They did it with Chirondolo. That was a risky hire. And like, he's already won an MLS cup. Like how long do you give a young coach to really get in and establish himself? I think Atlanta isn't, doesn't lend itself to much patience in that sense. And so that's why I think it's a big, big playoff, big end of year for Gonzalo Pineda, no doubt. You know, real, real quick, you talk about the schedule and you look at last time Atlanta United went to the playoffs, you know, when they had to sneak in, when Pineda come, came in, they had the, one of the easiest schedules out there. They were playing yeah. all the bottom teams, you know, they, they obviously got in and then immediately get eliminated from New York. Now you're doing the opposite. You're you're facing the best of MLS. You win, you could go in with a ton of confidence. If you come in, you know, you go and you lose to both Ohio teams and, and you're barely making it in, you yeah. know. It's a great it, you, point. You, yeah. It's a great point, Tommy, because that let's say they do beat all these good teams, quote unquote good teams to end the season. That's that is that is a ton of those are a lot of tokens that Pineda suddenly has in his pocket to spend. You know, um, and it might even ease perhaps a a dip in form in the playoffs. Maybe, you know, maybe you you sort of remember, oh, but remember we went on that run, we beat Cincinnati, we beat Columbus, like all these things. But then at the end of the year, you also realize like Cincinnati is going to win the supporters shield. What, what are they? What are they? They're already in the playoffs. What do they look like at the end of the season? Are they resting their players? Like, are, you, are you playing a, 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 a first team? So all those factors are going to to be at play, but it's a good point, Tommy. It's like last year or that first year when Pineda came in, it was like it barely got in the playoffs and then they got bounced right out. And so it just is, it's an important time for Atlanta United, you know, and it starts this Saturday again. Like I think it's, it's a big, it's almost a bigger game for Atlanta United than it is for inner Miami, you know, like, yes, inner Miami can't lose because of all that stuff. Yeah, I get it. But Atlanta can't, can't get whooped again. Inter Miami, they can't get beat. They they need to show up in front of, you know, the world on Saturday and show like we're a big brand. Look at our stadium. Look at our fans. We put Messi under pressure. We win a game. That's that would be huge for the brand. And we deliver Miami the first loss potentially. Right. Oh, that would be huge. You know, in yeah. MLS since yeah. Messi came, that right. that would be a big statement. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. The gambling in me says, you know, looking at 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 the odds, you know, Atlanta United's the favorite. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. That's that's it's a it's tough to argue against that. Like I said, you know, playing at home and uh, again, it's a, it's not a bad team, Atlanta. This is a team that got I think got better over after the window, and so and and you know, Yakimakis is is a terror. He's tough, man. Like he can score. 
He can score goals. He can. He's a difficult to handle. I think he'll be difficult to handle for Miami center backs. And then, you know, if if Atlanta can play in a way where Tiago Mata, and this is a lot. This is on Tiago too. You know, you know, he needs to realize that. Yes, you're playing Messi. Yes, you're at home. There's seventy five thousand people. You're on TV. You don't have to do it all though. You know, and and. You know, he. I think he's done that in some games where he's wanted. He's just like taken on too much. And the games where I think he looks the best is when he's just doing literally what Messi does for Inter Miami and Argentina, letting everyone do what they do, like, and then finding your pockets, finding your time, getting on the ball in an attacking position, uh, and creating. Against Dallas, I remember there were times where he was reverting back. He was going like he was helping the team build out of the back again. Uh, Tiago, I'm like, dude, yep. stop, what you doing? <laughs> get out of there. You know, like that, yep. you don't have Tiago up front. It just changes everything. And so that, that, that's on him. I think he has to realize like, even in this big moment, you know, don't get caught up in it. He's still a really young player. Good stuff. All right. Good stuff, man. So uh, really quick, just to let you guys know, there is a continuation, a sequel of there's that more? interview. There's more. But wait, there's oh. more. However, you got to go get on our Patreon. Five, ten dollars a month, whatever. Whatever you want to help us out with, because that, that is definitely what's helping us do this. Yeah. And, and give you the rest of the interview, for sure. There's also a seven-day free trial if you want to test drive it, see our content that we have up right now. So the rest of our conversation with Felipe, uh, the whole thing runs a little under an hour. That'll be up. Um you did a training report, Tyler. Training grab report that would be up as well. So you'll be able to Discord that Discord as well. So yeah, Patreon.com/slash/scarves and spikes again. There's a seven day trial just to see what we have up there right now. Get access to everything we have. Uh, there's an interview I should mention too with Tony Annan that Tyler and I did you know, a few months back. But you get access to all that for free for seven days, and then if you want to continue your subscription past then. You have the option to, but um, yeah, again, patreon.com slash guards and spikes. Uh, the interview, um, if you're watching live right now, will be live at 8 45. If you're listening on the podcast, by the time you hear this, it'll be already live on Patreon. But um, yeah, again, patreon.com slash guards and spikes. And yeah, really appreciate your support and appreciate those of you that support us and have subscribed already. Uh, really does help us out a lot. So and, and to kind of in the tease a little bit there, like what we talk about, we, we talk about Boca in, Boca out, Pineda in, Pineda out. Uh, we talk about internet trolls. He talks a little bit about how fans think that he's trolling, and I admit that I that I feel like he trolls sometimes about it, and that's a that's a fun conversation in general. So so definitely check it out. Yeah, it it was a it was a really good one, and and thanks to Felipe, obviously, thanks to Nick for me as well for coming on. Just. Uh, we wanted this episode to be big for you guys. Right. And then Patreon is, is definitely like a big part of that because um, it's, it's keeping the lights on. It's, it's important. So we appreciate you guys support, but yeah. So big episode with Felipe, big episode with Nick for Mino. And we have a game still to talk about. We have predictions. Ooh. We have things that are going on this weekend and we have a giveaway. So, do we want to do the giveaway now or do we want to do predictions and, and chat about the, the game real quick? Let's chat about the game and then we'll do the wheel. Yeah. Cool. Agreed. Agreed. All right, so Joseph, 
We haven't even talked about Joseph Martinez on the show yet. Uh, we haven't really talked about Tata Martino yet. But, like, I think if you were to go back to April or early May, right, that was the story of MLS. Like, that was a big one. Like, Joseph went to Miami. I remember where I was in Orlando on vacation earlier this year when they actually used the buyout. I was at SeaWorld. And they, they bought out Joseph Martinez, which to me yeah. still sounds like a cuss word. But, um, you know, it's just it's just weird. So he's down in Miami. He goes down. He's doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, Messi starts getting murmured again. Everybody's like, no, nah, he's not going to Miami. That's crazy. And then all of a sudden he does. And then it's uh, Tata's joining him. And then so is Busquets and Alba and everybody else's best friend that's Messi related. And here we are. So... Messi has been the story. Tata has been the story. But Joseph Martinez coming back to the bins for the first time is still a big deal. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, I was going to say – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sydney. No, I was just going to say uh, <clears throat> Joseph has something to prove. And he wants to show that he still can be the player that he used to be with Atlanta United. I've, I'm of the opinion that – no, unfortunately, his best days are behind him due to those knee injuries. And right now, looking at stats, he has six goals and an assist in 21 matches for Inter-Miami this season. So not the Joseph that we're used to seeing. I mean, he's had some goals here and there. They get a penalty or two. Um, obviously, two of those goals coming against Atlanta United, no less. But he's kind of become... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's kind of become the... Um, a subplot. And I think that's kind of what we're kind of implying. So this Martinez is kind of the backstory at this current point in time. Tasso Martino coming back is sort of the backstory, but they are stories. And Joseph, like I said, he's a player that has pride for better or for worse. And he's going to want to show that again, he can be the player that he once was. And like I said, maybe that's not going to happen. Another thing to consider, you know, he's 30 years old and you know, the body with those injuries, it takes a little bit longer to recover from. And I'm not saying that he's still carrying something. I'm just, I'm saying that, you know, the age he is and what he's been through, it's obviously, it's obviously it's not the same player. And he went to Miami for a fresh start, kind of bridges were burned, whether you point the finger at Pineda and Boca Negra, where he poured the finger at Joseph. Bridges were burned. So he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and want to come away with a win, especially with Miami in that playoff race. So that's one thing to discuss. Tata, of course, he's coming back. And that kind of is another subplot to this whole thing, right? You know, I, I don't feel like Tata is a player that will hold a grudge against Atlanta United. Maybe the way he left wasn't the best in that, you know, he felt that there was a little bit of a schism between him and Carlos. But at the same time, I feel like he knew that this maybe wasn't a long-term situation for him. And he went to, of course, Mexico, thanks to the workout with Mexico. But part of him always wanted to come back to MLS. So here he is back with Inter-Miami. And... He's going to be under the spotlight, not as much as the players, but 
he's going to be looked at as, okay, can, can he get this team to the playoffs? Can he get these players to play together? Um, you know, the joke is, you know, the manager doesn't matter. I feel like the manager does matter. And the Tata, of course, he has coached um, Messi. He's coached at Barcelona, so he knows how to handle stars. Joseph being one of them, of course, to a lesser extent. But, of course, the big star is Messi. So how can you get Messi to gel with these players? How can you get them rolling in the same direction? And he's done that. He has absolutely done that. Um, Messi's fit right in. Alba, this gets has fit right in. These younger players, um, like Benhak Kronomaski, um, who got called up to the international team, U.S. international team. He's racist level of play. Robert Taylor had a really strong run of form on the Finnish international. Um, and a lot of other players have really popped up. Campana, remember him? He's still there. So, yeah, a lot of moving pieces to this plot at Miami when it's all said and done, they're a desperate team, right? They know they have very, very little margin of error. I think margin for error. I think I saw where they had to win six after final eight matches to get to the playoffs. So pressure's going to be on them big time. They know they can't screw up and they know that they can rally around Messi to kind of help them out. But they all know that okay, they each have to look down inside of themselves and bring their best game. And Atlanta really needs to be on the lookout for that. Atlanta are in a better spot, obviously, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to slip down the standings even further and risk putting yourselves in that playing game, that eight nine game. So a lot of pressure on both teams to come out from the jump and take this match by the horns. Maybe even more so a little bit for Atlanta since it's at home. The world is watching, as Felipe said, and they gotta perform. So let let's see what happens. And the biggest, the biggest crowd that Miami Messi has played in front of since he came to MLS, which I think maybe people are kind of looking past that a little bit. Ever that he's ever played in front? I don't know, ever. I mean, close to it. Close down to the, it. you know, La Bombonera in Argentina yeah, and places true. like that. You yeah. know, the Monumental. But I mean, it's gonna be out there. You know, seventy seventy five thousand people is nothing to laugh at for sure. So I mean, it's that's that's big. But I mean, when you talk about the Bernabeu and you know, places like that in, in, in Madrid and, and then, of course, in Barcelona. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, either way, no matter no matter what, like, you're, you're, you've played in some, some sig- significant stadiums, um, but not here, right? Not here. That's that's the, the biggest thing. And he, Felipe kind of touched on it, right? when he said, you know, this is going to be very much a home match for Atlanta, as it should be. But Atlanta's crowd has never disappointed, I don't think. So, uh, and Tommy, because you, you were going to jump in to say something as well, but um, this is this is very much like a one of those matches where a home field advantage is going to be huge for a team like Atlanta. You've got something to prove, right? You crap the bed in the League's Cup. You had a rough go of it. Miami really embarrassed you. You're coming back home now. You have a new midfield. You have a new set of wingers. You have, you know, another backup striker that just got here. We haven't talked about him yet. You've got a different team that you're looking at. And you could give Miami a run for their money. Now, you have to 
pretty much bet on the fact that Messi's going to get something. He's going to make something happen. I was talking with Jason Longshore uh, and Henry Higuita this past uh, training day about it. Like, it seems like a lot of teams are going to have to just outscore Miami. You're going to have a tough go of trying to hold them to a clean sheet. Atlanta's got one of the best offenses in the league. They just give up a ton of goals. So you have the opportunity. You have the chance. I don't want to say opportunity, but you have the chance of this becoming a straight-up shootout. It could be a wild game. You guys have said pretty much everything, but I'm, uh, I am I got some stuff. So, yeah, like you said, this game has grown. Like when I bought these tickets, you know, I, I planned this trip out. It was to see Joseph Martinez. And Doug Roberson posted during the show that they're actually – doing a little tribute to him before the game cool that that's awesome and and then you had tata and, the, and then you had messi and now it's just crazy they opened the, the upper deck which wasn't even going to be open which i still find crazy because this was joseph's return why aren't you opening the the, the deck there to, to bring everybody in to, to see this but that's where this all stops with miami this is all about atlanta united at this point they need to win this game Pineda needs to to win this game. He needs to get the signature win. Have we have we looked better since we got bounced out of League's Cup? Absolutely. Have we blown some leads and done some of the same I'm sorry shit that we've done before? Absolutely we have. We we you know, you watch uh Dallas have, you know, score a goal while we're all complaining because Omada wasn't uh, they didn't call the foul on him, right? The entire world stopped because Almada just, you know, didn't get called the foul. That's no. what happened in Toronto no. in the playoffs. Was yeah. it? I'm sorry. That was the in the beginning. It was Miles in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that when one. Yeah, it. I mean, there's that one too, right? But then there was the Almada one. Same yep. thing. This team can't be looking at this as a you know versus Messi. They, they need this as 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 winning a big game. And continuing to move on because, you know, we talked about the schedule with Felipe. It's not easy at all, but you've got to keep moving on. They've won some big games so far. I mean, they, they came right out and beat Seattle and, and that was huge. And Cincinnati, they should have won the Cincinnati game. Like that was absolutely a win. You know, we, we tried to go toe to toe back and forth with scoring when we really didn't need to. You have to hope that they learn from all these mistakes that they have. Because they've made mistakes with this new team, right? And it's the same old mistakes. Can they learn from that? Because I think those are the things that are going to, at the end of the season, Pineda is going to be judged on, right? Like, how have you not learned from some of these same things that are, that are happening? How are you not trying to get more defensive? Why are you continuing to try to keep the game open when you're up a goal against one of the best scoring teams in the league? How can they figure all of this out? And and get the signature win. You're the first team to beat Miami. You're you're going to be remembered as that, and especially with just everything on the line, the playoffs. Can you keep Miami out of the playoffs? That's another thing, right? Like if you're the only team that can beat Miami, and possibly this is the thing that keeps them out. Good because you don't want Miami in the playoffs. You don't want to face Messi going into there, right? So it, this is a huge game for the the entire franchise as a whole. I, I don't I don't I don't care what Miami thinks uh, about this. This is just all about Atlanta United. And and to give Atlanta fans a little bit of hope as well. We were talking about this yesterday at the training ground. You look at the League's Cup and when you look at Inter Miami's record since Messi got here in 90 minutes, the win to draw ratio 
is is pretty close. They didn't go and and just nuke every every match that they played in the league's cup. At 90 minutes, they drew a lot of matches and they had to go to penalties. Okay, well that's a point for each team if you're in league play at that point, right? Okay. So that's that's kind of a big deal. Now the, at that point, it can go either way, right? You, you could you could end up now. Messi's going to do his thing. He's always going to do his thing, right? That's why I say you're you're going to have to outshoot Miami in these matches and foul him and, and foul, foul him. him. Don't not foul Lionel Messi. I'm sorry, but like the fact that Atlanta played a League's Cup match and got beat four nil and never fouled Lionel Messi is crazy to me. Embarrassing. Intentional foul, yeah. <laughs> you know, Messi. I'm sorry. You have to do it. Slow him down. Just don't do it anywhere around 25 yards. Yeah. So um, you, you kind of brought up a good point about the draws. And Omar's saying, where's a bar where you need him in the chat? Um, no, a bar, this would be <laughs> a match. that would be Yeah, he's <laughs> in Canada. But uh, that'd be a match that's just begging out for a bar type. No, I absolutely agree. But Tyler, you even said it. In League's Cup, it was a knockout scenario. And draws... Once he got to the knockout stage, draws, went out to penalty kicks. You don't have that in regular season. Then Inter-Miami aren't playing for draws. I mean, draws don't do them any good. They need wins at this stage. So they're going to want to get all three points out of this match. And anything less than that will be, I think, a disappointment for them. So I'll kind of pivot uh, to kind of my prediction for this. I'll say this first off, it won't be Ford no Miami or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, for half a second, I thought you said it's going to be Ford nil Miami. I said, I no, like, no, it will not get be. Off it will show. not be. He's going to stay in Cleveland if that happens. <laughs> yeah. You've got two Miami podcasts <laughs> right. in the chat. You can go join right now. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> no, it'll be a closer match. Like you guys said, it's a different side. Atlanta are a different team. You have a lot more reinforces. You have different faces you have arguably the most efficient striker in mls right now right now at least so this could be i feel like maybe a 2-2 like you said tyler messi's gonna do his thing and again a draw hurts miami more than it does at later united so hold serve at home take a draw out of this 2-2 maybe you see yako and Albada score in this one. And yeah, maybe Messi and Joseph score for Miami, but I really feel 2 2 uh, a draw. And again, Miami's going to feel pressure to win. I don't think they will. Tommy, what you got? I'm the leader in our predictions thing still, somehow with the whopping two to one score. So you go first, Tyler. Someone go. One of you. No, no, no. Well, we got to build up the tension a little bit. Um, I've been going back and forth for the the past 20 minutes debating on what I want to say here, but I'm going to say something stupid. I'm going to say 4-3 Atlanta because I I really think, especially after being at the training ground yesterday. Yeah, I know, Tommy. It's it's hot in here, man. I see hot. Um, I think. This team has gotten past that first phase of like, oh my God, we're playing Lionel Messi in the League's Cup. I think they're done with that. And I really think this team understands what is in front of them. I think they understand they're not going to keep Lionel Messi out, out of the back of the net or or at least 
keep him from being a part of getting into the net at some point. But I also think they understand what's at stake. And I think that they can, they're, they're, it's going to be a back and forth affair. I really do. I think it's going to be almost like Mexico and what was it? Uzbekistan last night in the bins. It's three, three at the end of it. How about um, Jimmy Lozano, by the way, three, three dog is Uzbekistan. I know. Right. Like what the freaking heck is going <laughs> yeah. on here anyway? But yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those where, you know, Miami fans are going to be elated for 10 minutes and then Atlanta fans are going to be happy. And then Atlanta fans are going to be elated for 10 minutes. And then Atlanta fans are going to be deflated and Miami fans are like, woohoo. And then it's just going to, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster, I really think. And um, yeah, four, three. I'm, I'm giving it to, I got to give it to Atlanta, but four, three. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> We're going to need a drink after for sure. Yeah. She got Thomas. But, been back and forth. My my gambling heart says, "Don't go against Messi." My heart in, in this situation, and, and just getting angry about hearing how we didn't foul him, and h- how big of a of a win this needs to be for Atlanta and the turf and all of that. You know how how long does Messi play? Is he really as exhausted as he is? Joseph being there, it all adds into a four to two Atlanta United win. Okay. So that that's in line with some people. We got Bruno saying four one Atlanta. Daniel three three draw. Marvin three two Atlanta. Colonel three two. I'm assuming he won nothing because he said zero confidence. <laughs> Bruno uh, pointing out that Abram and Robinson and Miles, well, and Ro- Miles Robinson. Played two games, 90 minutes each. Omar, 3-2. Miami. Edgar, 3-2 to the good guys, which in this case is Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> Jack, 3-1 ATL. F it. <laughs> um, Heron, heads, said 4-2 Miami. Vote to kick. Vote to kick Heron heads, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought Miles only played one game. Atlanta, Josetu Masterclass. Bring it on, buddy. Did Miles oh. really play both games? I thought he only played one. No, I only played one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just one. want to make sure. Yeah. Um, we played Oman, but we have the man in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like that. Um, so, really Yeah, quick. but um, sorry. Really I was just going to say real quick. Uh, tweet us out your projections as always at Scarcelletter and Spikes and let us know what you think. Yeah. Um. And as we get ready to do this here giveaway of Common and Diego's stickers, we got to remind you, we're also talking about Joseph Martinez quite a bit. Go to scarvesandspikes.com and get your Joseph Candle sticker or any of the other stickers that we have on there. Scarvesandspikes.com, that's our new um, our new website. We have a lot of cool stuff on there. Got articles coming out. Our episodes are posted there. We have our shop on there as well. Yes. Make sure you go check it out. And... Uh, Again, like like Sydney said earlier, the Patreon episode or the rest of the episode on Patreon with Felipe will be up uh, in about ten minutes or so. So if you're part of the Patreon, you can check out the rest over there. Yes, and by the time this okay. gets done, podcast where it'll be up already. Yes, but with that said, let's give these stickers away. Here we go. All right, here we go. The wheel is spinning. 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 I get. Right I get now. I get so nervous during this. Edgar, oh, Edgar. is our winner. Nice. Edgar, I think you said you never win these, didn't you? 
I th- yeah, uh, like this has been a conversation. <laughs> he did say that. Yep. So you got you got some uh, Carmen and Diego stickers. Uh, yes. You just gotta reach out to us on Scarves and Spikes, and uh, we will get your information and get them to you. And let us know and let Carmen know where you slap them at because we want to see. And the legal place that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, please don't vandalize anything. Like that. <laughs> you can, you can vandalize. You know, you can vandalize. Just don't. Please you can, don't. You can vandalize whatever please you want. Don't. Don't, uh, don't, just tell, real... don't, don't let Sydney yeah. tell you what to do. You could do whatever you want with the <laughs> stickers. Hey, we have a new player, right, too? Didn't we get a new player that just finally showed up? We did. Yeah, we did. TRA is in the house. Um, yep. And, yeah, hopefully we see him on Saturday. Um, just real quick again. If you're at the match on Saturday, we will be there starting out of the supporters tailgate and then making our way to the Home Depot backyard. I don't think we'll be live, but follow our socials. We'll be talking to some of you. We'll get to chat um, with some of you. And yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know uh, like what we're doing throughout the day. So follow us on socials at Scarce Letter and Spikes on Twitter or X um, at Scarce and Spikes on Instagram. And We'll let you know what we're up to. Yep. Um, Find us if you can. I see. Yes, please. Because we, we're going to have some stuff to give away. Uh, look, we'll be there. Um, we'll be having a good time. It's going to be busy. And to, to those of us that are following us, we appreciate it. And the other podcast, because this very much was much a Miami episode as well. Heron heads, battered herons. Y'all go check them out as well. I, I thought they were the yes. same. I thought they were the same people. There's a, tw- a, a Twitter interaction where I thought I was talking to the battered herons, but it was the heron head. It's too close. <laughs> if, if, if there's a if there's a uh, a spikes and scarves podcast that shows up next season, <laughs> copyright can infringement. Can we sue? Oh, yeah, like let's. We, it can be like it was earlier in the season, and it'd be you know stars and spikes or yeah scarves and stripes and spikes yeah. <laughs> Um, my, my, my bad. It's it's yeah. it's been a good one. We appreciate it, guys. Uh, y'all also just a quick shout out to Carmen and Diego. Yes, you can go search them up on Etsy. That's where her shop is at. She's got a bunch of really cool stickers, not just the ones that we're giving away, but um, she's been doing some really cool stuff for a long time, and and yeah. has some neat stuff. So go check check her out as well. And that's her um, social everywhere. Out yes. there, Instagram Carmen and Diego. She's easy to find. Well, very easy to find. Carmen yeah. and Diego, of course, her dog. Carmen but, and um, the dog, Diego. Yes. But um, I'm excited for Saturday. I hope you guys are. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like cautiously excited. Like I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, I just want this match to be over with kind of, yeah. you know, like it's just crazy, but um, it'll, it'll be fun. It, it's one of the, it's a spectacle, right? Like this is going to be yeah. uh, stupid, I think. In terms of like how busy the bins is going to be, how busy the the press box is going to be, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean it'll be it'll be Get fun. Early, it's definitely a once Get there early. Like, yeah, once in a I don't want to say once in a lifetime thing, but like it's not very often the best player in the world gets to come to your stadium and play, right? Especially for the Absolutely. first time. Absolutely, so. I don't care about Messi. Just win. 
Yeah. Just, <laughs> I hope he doesn't play. Like I know everybody wants to see him play, uh, but no, I don't want. I don't see him play. He, he can do no, like no, 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 no. in Bolivia and just sit on the bench and just like be like, "Hey, guys." Yeah, like go shake, <laughs> sh- shake some hands, kiss some babies, not not yeah. score a goal, whatever. Yep. But yeah. y'all come find us again. Yes. We'll be in the supporters tailgate for part of the afternoon. We will be in the backyard for part of the afternoon. We will be giving stuff away. We'll be hanging out with the fan TV folks. We might play some Binyo. So y'all come find us. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Y'all keep up to date, like Sydney said, with the socials, X slash Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And we'll we'll have fun. Yes. All right. We're ready to roll. I think so. It's been a good one. We appreciate it, guys. Edgar, hit us up so we can get you your stickers. Remember, become a Patreon backer if you aren't already. Get that full episode, that full interview with Felipe. It's really good. So, yes. Check me on Battered uh, Herons in an hour at 10 o'clock. And also, Felipe has a really cool interview with Tata Martino coming out tomorrow. So if you're not on The Athletic, go check him out there as well. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.